Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Heavy Debriefings Podcast. This is Josh Runquist here and today is a very special episode as it is, even though it's a day early, I'm still counting it as the 11th anniversary show. That's right, back in August 2nd, 2011 is when I got my start as that drummer guy. And of course, 11 years later, here we are as Heavy Debriefings. I'm still counting it as my anniversary because it was the very first time I was ever on the air. I made my very first show, and so many things have happened in the course of that time. And I'm so proud to still be here after all this time, despite there being so many highs and so many lows. But here we are, and I'm very thankful for you tuning in. This week, I have a great interview with a band that is on the rise, and I can only imagine them getting higher. And the more that I listen to this album, the more that I can really, truly appreciate about it. From the band known as Grey Lotus, talking about their brand new album, Dawnfall, which is available now on the Artisan Era. In this interview, I talked to both Ben and Lee about the creation of this current lineup, upcoming touring possibilities, the artwork, what it was like to have a band like this spread across so many different areas of the United States, what to look forward to in the future, and so much more. So without any further delay, here is my interview with Ben and Lee of Grey Lotus. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? I'm quite well, and yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me, man. Um, I oh. think a couple other band members might be joining shortly, um, but it also might just be me. Um, so I'm down to get started whenever you are. Okay, cool. That's, that sounds great. Well, awesome. Well, again, uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this. Uh, I've gotten the chance to be able to check you guys out since the release of the album, which, you know, it's hard to believe it's already been 20 days since the release of the album. And I'm just... Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just, it's so great to see everything that has happened with Don Fall. I mean, uh, the fact that you guys are a part of such a great label, uh, uh, the music videos that you guys have been able to put out, and including today, I saw that you guys just put out a new video just a few hours ago. Uh, it's just, it's awesome to see all the great stuff that's happening with you guys. With you guys. Thank you so much. Really appreciate hearing that. Yeah, it's um, it's been it's been quite the journey, man. I'll tell you that much. Um, yeah, the, the fact that it's been out for 20 days uh, just feels unreal because it feels like it just came out yesterday, you know? I mean, this album has almost been, it's been ready to go almost for like two years now um but then you know with the pandemic and everything we just had to time everything out so it's uh you know made the most sense and i think lee our vocalist is joining right now actually hey hello hey how's it going it's going well how are you i'm doing great oh awesome uh well uh uh ben and i were just uh talking here uh talking about how it's been about 20 20 days since the release of the album and just seeing all the great things that have happened with the album absolutely oh cool well uh also like i was saying uh, it was just uh, so great to see all of these all these great things happening and uh, with myself uh, being able to uh, discover you guys from this album I really appreciate everything that's going on with Dawnfall like the more that I listen to it the more layers that I'm really able to dissect with the album as well which I really appreciate because on the surface you know it seems like there's a lot of chaos that's going on with it but the more you dissect it the more you see how everything just flows together and how intricate everything is yeah I, I appreciate hearing that i mean it's it's definitely um uh, upon first listen uh if, you know i would equate it to drinking from a fire hose you know what i mean um, it's just <laughs> we have a lot of ideas and a lot of uh 
diametrically opposed influences that all of us bring to the table uh, and we wanted to say all of it you know what i mean um but so just just trying to like condense all of the information uh musically and message wise into one album was a very difficult task um and so so it's nice to hear that you think that it after a couple of listens it is comprehensive you know what i mean appreciate hearing that oh yeah and you know even from the beginning you know it's like i was able to pick up on some things but i definitely think it's the kind of album that the more that you spend time with it the more reward you'll be with at the end that's so cool to hear that's that's exactly what we were trying to go for too and um yeah i mean like repeat listens you know i like i i at least whenever i listen to an album that i really really like i love read like discovering new things upon every listen and like you know every with every subsequent listen like being like oh wait no maybe that's my favorite song oh no that's my favorite song just like kind of depending on whatever mood i'm in um and if we can provide that experience to other people that's that's super sick too you know what i mean that that makes me that makes my heart smile well i'm glad to be able to help deliver that for you yeah cheers yeah so with that in mind i mean what was it like to be able to start working on this album oh man i mean it was uh it was quite the process right so um it it started off recurrence was a a single that we released um when we weren't even a full band yet we released that in november of 2018 shortly after our ep savior which was the first release in january of that year um and i didn't we didn't even know if we wanted to do a full album we were considering maybe doing like a couple eps and everything um but it, it just kind of made sense that the message that was to be delivered uh sonically and thematically um it, it required an album's worth of material you know um so i just we i i wrote azure rain with drew after that one and then shortly thereafter uh sanjay lee and matt joined the band um and then the writing process just became like a completely collaborative experience you know so it, it was just interesting uh having this project kind of morph uh into just a completely different beast throughout the cycle of this album um that and you know you throw a pandemic in the middle of it um you know there was a there's a lot of uh trials and tribulations with you know getting all of us together to write um like you know for example i uh, well now i live in nashville but i lived in baltimore during the writing and recording of the album lee lived in minneapolis for a portion of it and then moved to seattle um during a portion of it as well so you know just doing time zone math and you know everyone's busy with their own schedules too because you know matt and sanjay also play in wormhole and sanjay's also in equipoise um so it's just uh, the coordination of it is it, it requires a great deal of effort um but it was well worth it you know what i mean um so it was challenging absolutely um because we as i said we all wanted to get across what we're trying to say with this project um but not even just from that just like from a pure logistic standpoint as well you know what i mean lee do you have anything to add to that do you think or uh i mean i feel like you covered most of it there there was a lot of time uh and effort spent from everyone involved in this project and some different element of this uh of this album you know there uh were literal hundreds of hours spent between ben and i just on writing the lyrics not yep. even including <laughs> not even including any of the tracking time um or uh production that followed just i think it was a couple hundred hours that we spent just trying to capture what we wanted to say in a way that made sense and felt right within the songs yeah and i know that there's a lot of things that changed throughout the course of the album um in between from when they were demos and how they ended up uh, yeah so everyone's input reshaped things and made some ideas that we had originally maybe not fit apart and it was cool to see how everything evolved and i'm really happy with how everything crystallized at the end i think uh, oh. there was a lot of improvements made throughout the last couple of years like syzygy is a great example of that one man i mean did you remember what that song sounded like before because i don't <laughs> only barely <laughs> it was like liter- literally uh it's it's maybe like 15 percent the same as it was when we originally had a demo because it was like a song that drew had written that we kind of like picked apart and then like i threw some things in there and then we like completely changed the ending and then like reversed some things and then repeated some parts like it's a 
complete Frankenstein's monster. I mean, but that's just that's just an example of the uh, you know how much <laughs> uh, things have changed on this album throughout the process. You know what I mean? So it's just interesting um, throughout creating an album. Uh, you have an idea of what you think it's going to be like in the very beginning, and then at the end, you know, kind of compare that B point with what you originally thought it was going to be, and you'll see it's like maybe thirty percent max what you thought it was even going to sound like. You know what I mean? So very interesting. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing how that works out, isn't it? I mean, especially when you know there's so many things that are going on. Uh, I mean, when you get new members, when you get new ideas, when you get new arrangement ideas, when uh, you get together, when you find out how the songs are going to sound potentially in a live setting, how it's going to sound in a recording. There's so many variables that goes into the songwriting process that even like you were saying, like 15% of that song, it still has like the original sound to it. I'm amazed it even still has 15% considering yeah, how much fair. there can be changed. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, it really is crazy. And you know, the other strange thing is sometimes like Kiara Skoro, for example, that song is identical to how it was from inception to the end uh, outside of the, the vocals obviously but like the instrumental part I mean there was really nothing that changed from when I just kind of like sat down on Guitar Pro wrote it out and then learned it and recorded it um, that, that one's that one didn't budge um, so sometimes you just it works sometimes you really really got to massage the song you know what I mean oh for sure and you know again just like seeing how everything's come together and getting like that full lineup and uh, of course everything that's happened over the last couple of years to be able to get this together and of course that's the the beautiful thing of this world is you never know what's going to happen so when it's like all right we're about to hit the studio oh wait uh w- worldwide things are happening i guess we're gonna have to delay things for a while so yeah man yeah, th- that can yeah. also give you some uh time to be able to work more on the songs maybe add some arrangement maybe work on the track listing you know that's just like there's so many things that can come of it so i'm glad to see that there was a lot of positive that came from that weights because the album might not have come out the same way had it come out without any of the world things that have happened yeah i, I completely agree um so particularly the title track dawnfall um, that was written during the pandemic and you know i um personally at least use a lot of i, I guess I, I draw a lot of music or musical inspiration from whatever emotional color is going on um just with the world and with my own personal i guess like emotional blueprint um, and I don't know, like, like if the pandemic had not happened, you know, which would have been nice, obviously, <laughs> um, that, like, I don't know if I would have had the energy that could have gone into, uh, that song well, like, that Sanjay and I put into that, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I just, I don't know if that song would have come out the same way. Like there's a, there's a very particular part in that song. Um, I can't even think of the timestamp, but it, it's kind of like the black metal part, um, oh, towards yeah. the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one, like it very specifically, like I'm brought back to being in the basement of the house that I was living in at the time and recording that and just like hey just like that those like weird blue purple notes of weird sad feeling stuckness <laughs> you know and uh, I don't think those notes would have happened if the world situation wasn't that you know what I mean so I'm not saying it's necessarily good or bad from that subjective standpoint um you know obviously it was objectively bad but that song might not have happened if it weren't for that's the state of the world at that time you know what I mean so oh yeah and it's, it's all it. about some you know the, the negative that can happen and being able to find some kind of positive to be able to come out of it and the fact you were able to find some catharsis in writing the title track and you know obviously with that being 
being so important. I mean, obviously, it ended up being the title track of the album, and it was yeah. something that was recorded during these times. And obviously, the music that was recorded, or uh, or at least thought of ahead of time as well, too, because when I listened to it, it all feels like it was recorded and you know written in the same writing process. It doesn't feel like there was like years in between, which I think really says a lot to everyone a part of the band to make it feel like everything just felt like so fresh for this recording period. I appreciate hearing that legitimately. Um, yeah, in, in a way, like we knew what the concept of this album was supposed to be and we had the skeleton, like, so, well, like you know, I had this whiteboard, right, um, with the potential song titles, like before any a single note was written. Like I knew there was going to be a song called Hardcore Frost. I knew there was going to be a song called Chiaroscuro. I knew there was going to be a song called Recollinear Motion before any single note was written. And it was sort of like, okay, well, this has to be said at this point of the album, what notes will make that happen? What words will make that happen? You know what I mean, because we knew the story that we had to tell. Um, it was just a matter of filling that in. So maybe like, I, I feel like that helps build the consistency. Um, just like understanding what that foundational message that is trying to be conveyed is, um, you know, because I, I truly do believe that, you know, sonically we deliver messages just like we do with language. Right. Um, and that will like, if, if you know what you're trying to say, that will translate through sonically um you know and and, and if, if as long as that message that you're trying to give today is consistent then it doesn't matter how long the gaps are in between writing sessions um if you just like marry yourself to that message then it will remain consistent i think kind of repeated myself a little bit there but you, you know what i'm trying to say oh totally yeah i mean i know all about that kind of writing process i mean you know sometimes i i'll have something that's like years and years ago i have like an idea sometimes it just comes together from being in the same room sometimes you just yeah. get spur of the moment ideas i mean there's so many things that can happen and when you have the right group of people and you totally do in this band i mean all of you are able to shine on this album in your own different ways which i truly appreciate as well too i mean there's like there's no over-the-top wankery or anything that's going on here but all of really? you have like these great <laughs> moments that's debatable that <laughs> <laughs> i think you're the first person to say that i appreciate hearing that <laughs> oh, I, I think it's just because i'm i'm so uh, i'm so used to being able to hear music like this that I can tell that it's not just like a showing everything you can do on the fretboard or being able to uh, do the most insane drum fills or anything like that you know it's just like everything on here it does feel like there's purpose to it which you know it's like it's very easy to just be able to show off your skills but especially with Dawnfall, it's like everything does have a purpose thanks man i mean yeah i i would i would agree um i mean there is many times we would go through the songs with like a fine-tooth comb and just be like yeah that part doesn't fit and it would sound objectively cool but it just wouldn't mesh you know what i mean i mean and the same thing with vocals too lee i mean there were times when there were some patterns and or some like I remember like specifically like when we were going through like our, our Google Doc and like writing the lyrics there would be times where like Lee you'd be like hung up on like two words and be like I don't like those two words I'm oh, like are you? so many times yeah yep and That's I was like are you word. sure and you're like yeah I'm sure I'm like all right man like we can figure it's it just out like something about the like we had words that made sense in the story down but then when I went to go like record them I found that there was a certain combinations of like consonants or vowel shapes that I just didn't like or felt like they interrupted a flow that was happening in the vocals that I I wanted to retain so there was that there was a number of times I don't think there was probably a single song that avoided this at least once or twice right. where I probably spent a week or two obsessing over maybe a grand total of eight words in a given song <laughs> so in in speaking of that I mean when you are having those struggles and you want to be able to find the the right message or the right lyrics or uh, the, you know the right range whatever the case is when you're in the vocal booth I mean what is that like when you finally 
find the right pieces and you're able to put them together and things start to connect when you do find those problems and you're able to fix them? Uh, it definitely depends. Sometimes it feels like uh, there will be just a simple case of like, I like what we're trying to say here, but this word doesn't feel right. So it's just a simple journey to the thesaurus to replace it with something that means effectively the same thing, but fits the flow a little better. Um, and other times it inspired kind of a, a reanalysis of what I wanted to deliver at vocally, be it if there was like a certain vowel shape or something like, oh, I did a, an E sound at the end of this last bar in the spot. So I want to mirror that and do an E sound here. And I have to find a word that then fits the vowel shape I want to deliver and still doesn't alter the message. Um, but I think there was also once or twice when we were going through this kind of process where we then reanalyzed the way we were saying things and ended up reshaping a part uh, in a way, in like a pacing manner. So we were still trying to deliver the same idea, but maybe altered a stanza from focusing on um, uh, perhaps storyline to doing something that's a little bit more metaphorical and scene setting. Uh, yeah, see, that we had, we had to, because we, we would get very um, pedantic really quickly, you know? <laughs> like, uh, and like, sometimes it would get like so esoteric where it's like, dude, let's just like describe some mountains and shit. Like that mean the, it means the same thing, but like, you know, like bring, let's bring it back in a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's so yeah. easy to be able to fall down that well too. I mean, especially when you find something that isn't working out and you try to find all these different variables to be able to uh, fit the situation and solve the solution. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can go about it. So yeah, I mean, the fact that it can get so pedantic, you know, it's just like it, I totally understand that. But I, again, when I listen to the final product, like I would never be able to guess what were the problems because when I like listen to the vocal uh, delivery on here, it just feels like everything was just meant to be there from the get-go. That's so awesome uh, to hear, man. That's very good to hear because we not only went through this whole vocal analysis before we even addressed the lyrical side of things, Ben and I developed our own like uh, constantly morphing shorthand for how to denote the rhythms of where the vocal like attack so should be. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time we started actually writing lyrics, we had this like chicken scratch rhythm notation for where the vocal in, uh, accents should be. And we had like syllable counts for how the lines uh, should flow. So we, we thought about it rhythmically from, from a storytelling standpoint, from a then a vocal delivery standpoint after that. So uh, one of my favorite things I think that came from this writing process, though, that struck me as one of my favorite solutions to when we were unsure of what to do with this particular part in Kiara um, we had this sort of AB lyric section where we wanted to be able to have the vocal lines work being so if you were to take each like first second third fourth like look at the number of the lines take every odd line and not read the even lines it tells you something but then if you read only the even lines for the stanza and don't read the odd lines that tells you something different if you read the whole thing together it creates more imagery as well and we were really struggling to find something that fit in to our rhythm. And while we were going through it, just trying to make sure that everything we had written so far fit within the rhythmic and like syllabic confines that we had assigned ourselves for this section, Ben and I were counting through it and talking through it. And Ben got to this line that we could not resolve. And he just said the words, something that we have not yet written. And that ended up becoming the final line because we, uh, we got through the part I was cackling. And I said, Ben, that hilariously enough actually works rhythmically. It flows well and it sort of fit within the meaning of what we were trying to deliver. So sometimes the answers were fought for and sometimes they kind of fell into our lap in weird ways that just felt too right to not use. <laughs> yep. 
And that makes me appreciate it so much more. I mean, you know, obviously with like how you want to describe the lyrics, how the lyrics form together, being able to read the lyrics, like you were just talking about where you, you look at different parts of the stanza and you're able to appreciate it so much more. And it it's able to tell a different story within the story. And there's like so much to be able to peel back on. And like I mentioned before, there's so many layers that's going on. And you don't just say that, ah, oh, it's good enough. Like you really want to make sure that you're going to be proud of everything that's going on there. And every part is going to feel right. And that's just a perfect example of that. Yes. It's wild how it works out, man. You know, <laughs> oh, it's just, it, it's so cool. And I, I appreciate all the detail that goes into it. And of course, you know, audibly, there's so much to love about what's going on with, with the album, but also visually as well, too. I think you guys put out one of the most striking album covers of the year. Oh, I like, I love the colors that's going on. I love the representation that's going on with it. I just feel like it's a perfect album cover. Thanks, man. I mean, yeah. So that massive shout out to Justin Abraham. Uh, he is a, is a wizard uh, at his paintings. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so like, this is exactly what I told him when I first called him. And I, you know, I described the meaning of the album and I said, Hey, have you ever played Donkey Kong on the Super <laughs> And he was like, Yeah, yeah, back in the day. I was like, Okay, here's literally what I want. I want it to be a Donkey Kong world map, and I want you to be able to identify every single song. Like, so there there is an actor for every single song uh on the record. Like the well on the right hand side is Horfrost. Um, the trees is are recollecting emotion, the towers in the back are Kiara Skuro. Like, so that's where that level would be. Um but uh, a big thing that we, because the, the, the name Dawnfall, like the idea is you're suspended, you know, like, like if you take a picture of a sunset, you wouldn't be sure if it's a sunset or a sunrise because it's not moving, you know, the concept of rise and fall are relative to each other. And um, Dawnfall, uh, the, the TLDR overarching idea of it is, is you're in a state of uncertainty. Um, and then in the apex of the song Dawnfall, like with the big, you know, happy singing chorus part, that's when the lotus quote unquote blooms and you realize that there's no such thing as perfection and that's okay. Um, so the, the idea was I, I wanted Justin to be able to capture uh, just that suspended idea of just sunset or sunrise colors. So the left-hand side, from what he says, is supposed to be the sunrise. The right-hand side is supposed to be sunset. Um, but it's like a, the, the album cover is on toroidal boundary conditions. So if you actually take this side and move it over to that side, it's still a complete picture as well. Um, so it's, so it it's got, yeah. Infinitely. Yep, yep, yep. So the, the idea is that it's, it's all supposed to be uh, uncertain, but pretty, you know, just like life. And uh <laughs> A testament to Justin's craft. Uh, he took that kind of uh, vague and obtuse <laughs> like direction. Like, hey, here's an idea. We want a Donkey Kong Country map and our album is about everything. Okay, go. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and then he like took the time to actually like sit with the demos that we had at the time and like really ingest them and talk to us about each song and what it meant and figure out how to capture it correctly. And he sent us an 800 working copies of it and really and he would yeah he would like depth. call me he would call me and be like hey so like this part in uh in shadow archetype what's that about and then i'd be like oh it's this like okay cool 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 and then he would like you know get back to work because he was like really thinking about like what the album's supposed to be about as he was painting you know like, i think the only reference i gave him was i sent him a picture of uh trunk beach from saint thomas or saint john island uh and ghost by devin townsend i was like oh, i like these colors and this idea you know just mountain with water two great resources and yeah uh, to be able to use that from that that 
that's so cool. And of, of course, like, you know, the fact when you said Donkey Kong Country, everything clicked for me when, yeah. when you were about to describe <laughs> it. It's like, oh, I yeah, right there, right there, right there. Like, I, I totally see what you're going for. And it fits so perfectly as well, too. I mean, obviously, you're not hitting those territories and it's something completely different. But I know what you're talking about when you're using that as a visual aid. That is I'm glad that, you that's such a great reference point. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I don't sound completely insane when I'm saying that. Because <laughs> oh, I've that's... definitely had a couple people be like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like, don't worry about it. It's just, it, it makes sense to us. <laughs> if you care about these details, oh boy, do we have them. If you don't, uh, don't worry about it. It's metal. It's fast. <laughs> yep, it's straight up. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, you know, obviously, again, like we, we've talked about, it's been 20 days since it's been released. You guys are still being able to promote the album with uh, music videos. Uh, uh, I see so many great reviews and uh, positive comments for everything on throughout social media. It's just great to see the rise of this band through this album, uh, you know, ever since I saw it announced to today, just like looking back and like seeing how people are really enjoying the album as much as I am. And I'm, I'm glad to see that, you know, it's just like, obviously with so much time and effort and everything that goes into the trials and tribulations of being in a band, let alone being able to release a full on album that you guys are able to look back on it, be able to appreciate how much effort has gone into it. And I can only imagine when uh, things get to pick up more, you know, it's just like, I'm very excited to see what's going to be on the next album. What's going to be happening for live shows, all of these things that'll be happening. It's just like, it's so many great things that are happening right now. Yeah. Thanks. Um, it's, it's, it's equally exciting and scary for me, at least. Um, I don't want to speak for Lee or anyone else, um, you know, for their emotions, but I mean, it's, it's, it's common, you know, particularly because this has been like the big goal for the past four years is putting this album out. You know what I mean? Now that it's happened. And like another massive goal that we've had was playing UK tech fest. And we just did that as well. Um, and I find that when you meet these goals, there is like that section of your body that's like yeah you know we're doing it this is awesome but then a little bit that's like kind of like afraid to make that identity level change of setting new goals you know what I mean so that's that's why I, I've always harped on the idea of process orientation as opposed to goal orientation where you define your success and happiness based on the fact that you're doing it instead of like meeting these benchmarks um, but you know that enough on that um, yeah it's it's we're, we're excited we're excited to you know I mean I've, I've already been demoing out stuff for the next album um i'm hoping that next year uh, early we can start recording it um you know we're definitely excited to start getting out on the road um as soon as we can um can't really say too, too much about that yet but uh it's it's gonna be fun i'm really really stoked to hit some states and countries that we haven't played before um or that you know i haven't even been to <laughs> so it's uh it's gonna be really cool to just be able to deliver this message um to people who are willing to hear it and are stoked on it, you know what i mean oh that's so cool and i'm i'm glad to see that you know obviously Obviously, with everything that's going on right now and being able to enjoy all of the great things that have been going on that you're still, you know, going forward to, you know, not Absolutely. just resting on your laurels. You, you got the creative juices flowing. So you're coming up with new ideas, you know, potential touring, whatever may come from that, you know, all, all these great things that are going on. And, you know, just like uh, uh, being able to show off like you can be proud of Donfall, but the band has longevity to it. So that's why we're still going to keep progressing. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, you can't walk 
walk through a door. This is a, a quote from my late grandfather. Uh, he said this as soon as I graduated college, and I didn't, I didn't get it. And I was like upset with him. But he said, uh, when you walk through a door, you don't sit there and say, "Man, look at that door. That was a what a what a beautiful door." And then just hang out by that door. You know, you keep going. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and it's it's okay to appreciate that that door was awesome and they got through it. But you know, there's a lot more doors that come up. Um, you know, it's just about going forward, right? Oh, totally. And you know, I think that's such a great positive message to be able to end on too. I I love that. You know, just the idea of being able to progress forward, you know, appreciate what you've gone through, but you know, it's just like, there's still the track ahead and there's so much more to look forward to. And I know that's, what's going to happen here. But of course, this whole interview was being able to look back on something that came out 20 days ago with Don Fall, being a part of such a a great label, being able to uh, form such a fantastic lineup to be able to get this vision going and just everything that's come together with this band, with this project, being able to uh, define everything that's happened with the music videos from to the artwork, to the music, the lyrics, the contents, the thematical means. There's so many things to appreciate and love about this album, the more that you really dissect into it. And I appreciate both of you being able to take this time to be able to talk to me about everything that went into it. Absolutely, Josh. I mean, and, and thank you for uh, this, this very, very kind feedback you've given the album in the process. I mean, it's it's uh, these kinds of things that you know, motivate us to keep going forward. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so I truly for, mean it. Yes. Thank you so much for your time and for the energy that you've clearly put into ingesting it and the care that you've done done that with. It's uh, it's awesome to be able to hear uh, the feedback and words from people like you who've, you know, uh, put in put emotional time and energy into looking at what we've created and yeah we wouldn't uh we wouldn't be able to do as big of things without you guys so uh, yeah absolutely nothing but love oh i i truly appreciate that and i i love that it goes both ways like i i love the music you're creating and i love the fact that i'm able to help promote it and get the word out there and you know just the uh, show that people really are enjoying the work that you're making not just like trying to blow smoke up here or anything like uh, there's there's reasons to enjoy this album there's reasons to enjoy this band and both of you should feel very proud of the work that you guys have done thank you man thank you thank Thank you thank you and welcome back to the show you just got done hearing my interview with both ben and lee of the band gray lotus talking about their brand new album dawnfall which is available now through the artisan era and like i mentioned before this is a very hard-hitting emotional album despite it being filled with progressive technical death metal and so many great genre bending moments But if you give it the proper time, it will hit you hard, and it definitely has for me. A little bit of housekeeping before I start talking about the 11 years since I've started on the radio. Uh, Last week, if you did not check it out, I put out my top 10 albums of July 2022. Unfortunately, Grey Lotus just missed the cut, but something tells me it's going to be in my top 100 of the year. Wink wink, nudge nudge. I also have a ton of great interviews that are going to be coming up in August, if everything goes right, and that should take me all the way through September, where I have already one interview in the can that I can't wait to be able to show off. And another one, just before, with a band that I never thought I'd be able to interview, but thankfully I have. That'll be a great one-two punch of very contrasting styles, but a lot of cool stuff to be looking forward to. And... With how many interviews are being lined up right now, it is very possible that some shows in the future will have two interviews. So I might not be talking as much 
in between before or after interviews because I just don't want this to go too long. I want this to be a little more snappy than it used to be since I'm not playing music on the show and I haven't done that in quite a long time. And I make the Spotify playlist just so this could be a little more snappy. That might be what I do. I mean, it might be the same length and I might cover some stuff, but it's mainly going to be interview centric. So just a little heads up for what might be coming up in the future. But now let's talk a little bit about the 11 years of me being on radio, podcast, FM, AM, internet radio, and guesting on other people's shows. I mean, there's been a lot of great stuff that's happened in the past 11 years. And looking at me now, enjoying the last couple weeks of me being 33, about to be turning 34. Still a young sprite man, but in other ways I feel like I'm dirging long. But of course that comes with the personal stuff that if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know what I'm going through. I still remember months in advance being asked to do a show for an up-and-coming internet radio show that lasted 29 weeks. And it was a fun 29 weeks. I did get rid of those shows, and if I did include th- those shows in how I number things before I fully went out on my own, I'd be hitting almost 500 right now. But I do just include the ones since I branched off on my own, and here we are at episode 455. Which, you know, over 10 years may not sound like the most, especially since there's been some weeks I haven't been able to record, some months I haven't been able to record, and other endeavors that I've done in time. But 455 feels like a pretty good number to celebrate the 11th anniversary, and... Yeah, getting back into that very first show, it was pre-recorded, just like I do now, because I couldn't always be there for the live show. Uh, the, The station that I worked at was about a half hour away from where I lived, and even when I moved from my childhood home and moved out into the wild blue yonder of right next to Minnesota, before moving fully into Minnesota... It was still about a half hour away, which is a little bit confusing how that works out, but that is indeed how it worked out. But I couldn't have been more scared. I was scared shitless of recording. I never did anything like this before. I never really talked into a microphone before. I did when I was a very little kid, but then came life crapping all over me. So I kind of forgot all of my self-confidence, if I ever did have any in that amount of time. And recording just bits of... Me picking out 10 songs and talking before and after each song, it scared me. And I had to do multiple, multiple takes. But thankfully, the one running the whole spiel showed me how to run Adobe Audition and how to do everything, how to edit everything, how to try to perfect my voice to make it sound the best I possibly could, give myself that good radio voice, even though I feel like I already have it as... I'm not putting out a voice right now, I'm just doing some little filters so you don't hear me breathing too hard or any background noise. Maybe it's a little bit lower, but otherwise it's just my natural speaking voice that I'm doing. And I've been doing that more and more over the years, where I kind of like, Hey everybody, how's it going? You know, just like, like that, to more just like this, where, you know, it's like it's more natural. And I prefer it that way. I just like being me. I don't want to put on a persona. I don't want to feel like I'm hiding behind some facade of any kind. I just want to give you who I am. And that's why I'm so open about everything. I'm open about the music I love. I'm open about the 
the hobby is another stuff that I enjoy, and I'm also honest about my mental health struggles, and this past week has been another hard week for me, and I think part of it does come with celebrating 11 years of doing this. I say that because it's just, it's a hard thing to think about, like, it's an amazing thing to think about, but it's also a very hard thing to think about as well, too, because... When you get down to it, 11 years is a long time. There's a lot of things that have faded out into obscurity well before 11 years. You know, like the Beatles lasted seven years. You know, the Confederacy lasted like seven years. And some things last way longer than they need to, like my favorite show, The Simpsons. You know, it's going to be going on season 34, and I'm 34. It's amazing it's been on as long as I've been alive, but I digress. You know, I, I haven't done a final count, I'll probably do that on social media, but I think it's right around 830 interviews I've done that I count. There's some local bands, there's some side interviews that I've done, and there's some others that just turned out so crappily that I just don't count, that I probably would be closer to 900 at this point, and if I included... All of the potential interviews that should have happened over the past 10 years where either I got ghosted or I couldn't do it or communication failure or technology failure, whatever the case is, I probably would have hit that 1,000 by now. But here we are now, and I'm still proud of everything I've accomplished over these past 11 years, and there's so many things that could have happened. I had opportunities at internet radio stations that I never took. There was a couple publications that was interested in what I wanted to do, but they wanted to take all the money that I would have made just so I could have bigger views on their channel, which I never felt right about. I could have had a FM radio show here in the Twin Cities, but given the time frame it would have been at, no one would have listened and no one would have cared. So I really just did not want to do that. And yeah, it, it's just been a crazy topsy-turvy life of that drummer guy and now heavy debriefings over the past eight years, or eight months. For heavy debriefings and I feel like I'm at the top of my game right now even though it doesn't sound like it even though I'm dealing so much with some mental health struggles right now and real life things that are happening outside of my mind I feel like when it comes to interviews I'm at the top of my game right now and I feel like I'm only getting stronger which is something I never would have thought I'd be able to do because when you look at my very first interview with Ryan Van Puderoin, or if you look at my very first one that's on YouTube as YouTube got rid of my first RVP interview but if you look at the, the first one that's on there Morgan Lander of Kitty it was five minutes I was nervous as shit, and, it, and I just didn't feel comfortable at all. I just felt so nervous. I had to use someone's cell phone. Not my own, but someone else's cell phone to record it. And that's what you got afterwards. And now, look at me now. Like, look at this Grey Lotus interview and how much fun it was. I mean, I was a little bit nervous during it for some outside things that had nothing to do with the interview, more technological stuff. But it's still just an amazing time. I've gotten to talk to almost all of my heroes. I only have a few left that I have left on the bucket list. From the looks of things, I might not ever get to finish off the bucket list, which is unfortunate. But I did get to hit almost all of them, which is pretty damn cool. And yeah, if you checked social media last week, and maybe you didn't, which would explain a lot, but also might not explain anything at all, I did put up a post last week, along with last week's show, asking you to send in questions for heavy debriefings, and no one did. Not one single person sent in a question on social media, messenger, or email. And 
Fuh, 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 fuh. That's really what I wanted to do for this 11th anniversary show. But unfortunately, I'm not gonna make up questions, I'm not gonna pretend to be someone else, so here we are. But I do have something else in mind that I will be showing off tomorrow. If you're checking this out on Monday, I have something else in mind, and Hopefully you'll be able to dig it. It's gonna be a little retrospective kind of thing. Short, sweet, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, as far as entertainment and gaming, nothing has really changed. I did check out uh, the third season of Harlequin. There is three new episodes up on HBO Plus and they haven't lost a step at all. All three episodes are hilarious so far. I can't wait to see where the rest of it goes. So damn good, so damn funny. Ron Funches as King Shark is just the perfect casting, but I'm looking forward to checking out the rest of that. Haven't gotten to see any movies. Uh, gaming, I've just been playing Power Wash Simulator, which I know I'm near the end right now. I'm almost at the end of Power Wash Simulator. So still looking for something to do till I go get Saints Row just a little bit after my birthday. Can't remember if it's the 22nd or the 25th. It's it, it's August 20-something is when Saints Row comes out. And that's the next one I'm looking forward to until we get into the holiday season when all the goodies start to come out. But otherwise, I've just been listening to a lot of podcasts on my own, listening to a lot of music, reflecting on 11 years since I started this whole shebang, and been playing Power Wash Simulator. So I guess that's about it. Um, I suppose if I was in more of a better state of mind, maybe I'd be able to share a bit more, but I'm a little disappointed that there was no questions asked, as I would have loved to have been able to go into detail about some stuff, but I guess I'm just not that interesting, am I? I'll be back in a minute while I put together the playlist for this week's show, which I also planned on being a retrospective, but again, with how everything turned out, it's going to be more along the lines of what I've been doing lately of being able to talk about the bands that I talked about on the show, Great Lotus, and some brand new music. So I'll be back in a minute, although it'll be instantaneous for you, talking about episode 19 of the Heavy Debriefings podcast. And welcome back to the Heavy Debriefings podcast, where I'm about to talk about the episode 19 soundtrack for my 11th anniversary show. Of course, this is episode 455 in total, but since the change to that drummer guy, to Heavy Debriefings, yeah, only 19 episodes so far, but I'm not as disappointed as I could be. But let's begin. And of course, if you want to check out this playlist, make sure to go over to Spotify, search my name, Josh Runquist, that's J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. You'll be able to check out all 10 songs. And if Spotify is in your bag, just click on the link, see if any of the band names or the songs look like something they'd, you'd be into, and check it out on your platform of choice. And of course, we're going to start it off with Grey Lotus off the album Dawnfall and the song Azure Rain. Then we're going to continue on with the tech death with the band Psychroptic and their brand new single, A Fool's Errand. Then we go into a bit more experimental slash mainstream at the same time. It's a little, it's a little bit of a mind cluster, but I love it. Band known as Mantar and off the brand new album Pain Is Forever and This Is The End, the song Egoisto. Then, a mighty side project of Paradise Lost with, with Gregor. It's the band Strigoi and their brand new single, Hollow. Then we get into a little more of the gothic slash melodic death metal with the band Moonshade off the album As We Set the Skies Ablaze with the song Valley of the Dying Stars. Then some instrumental post-metal from the band Russian Circles and their brand new single, Betrayal. And in a band that I've always heard about but I finally checked out this week and yeah, I should have checked out these guys 
guys a lot sooner with band Summerlands and their brand new single, Dream Killer. Then we got Blind Guardian back in their speed metal glory. I've had this album for a couple months now, and it's one of the best Blind Guardian albums, easily. And yes, I will be talking about this later in September. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But yes, brand new Blind Guardian with the single, Violent Shadows. Then, in what could be the power metal album of the year, Aventasia, with their brand new single, The Moonflower Society. And then in what I'm hoping will be the best comeback album of the year, considering it's been almost... Uh, was it 2009? Yeah, 2009. It's the return of King's X and their second new single, Give It Up. And that's the playlist for the show this week. Go over to Spotify, search my name, J-O-S-H space R-U-N-D-Q-U-I-S-T. And you can check out all 10 songs. Or, like I said, if you don't like Spotify for whatever good enough reason you have, and trust me, you do have a good enough reason, go ahead and check out any of these songs on your platform of choice. CD, MP3, other streamer, whatever you want to do. Go and check these songs out. That's the important part. It's not about the playlist. It's about you checking out these songs. And with that said, I think that's a great note to end on. And thank you very much for sticking around and checking out the Lord Expectation version of the 11th anniversary show. It's not what I was hoping it would be, but, and I know it's not the most professional to be bummed about it, but again, I can only be who I am. But thank you very much for checking out my interview with Grey Lotus. Make sure to check out that brand new album, Dawnfall, available now through the artist era a fantastic album from start to finish and i hope you return next week as i got a couple brand new interviews for you to check out like i mentioned earlier in the show there will most likely be two interviews for that but i need to wait for this week to to finish up to figure out which interviews those will be as some are still in the running make sure to check me out on all of your favorite social media sites facebook twitter instagram youtube all under heavy debriefings except for twitter which i'm still kind of hidden ha about coming back but if you do want to check out twitter it is heavy debriefs as heavy debriefings is too many characters or just go over to thatdrummerguy.com for all the information formerly of That Drummer Guy and now of Heavy Debris Things, including all my interviews, where to check out everything, and so much more. And until next week, and I will be back next week, this is Josh Ronko saying, see you next week.